You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, it is uh, Dark Tower. I feel like we should have music. And it's also, yeah, there should be special music. We need, like, a sound effect. We need a soundboard button. Yeah. I tried to do it once off my phone, and you, I caught such side-eye from you once. I remember I had, like crowd cheering or like a drum snare and you just yeah. went yeah uh, all right enough with that <laughs> and i went i we talked about it yeah we talked about we it. talked about I it. i showed it to you as i was about <laughs> See, to do I'm it i'm about to do this uh yeah anyway um and work. you know uh, once again not a ton of news uh just because we're just like closing in on tv yeah. so yeah. hard right that, uh there's lots of announcements about tv still I mean, they're still happening, uh, and all of the yeah. shows that are coming, and all of the crazy like Will and Grace and Roseanne right. things are kind of taking yeah, yeah, over yeah. every time. Yeah, I'm seeing that a lot more actually. Everywhere. Now the uh, now it's like, what show will we not go back and just start <laughs> making again? <Right. laughs> Somebody was uh, mentioning Bones, like the show just ended. Now they want to like, like, oh my god, give it two it. seasons. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, but there is some news in the movie world uh, that's pretty new that irritates me. And, uh, oh, boy. Because right. Let's hear it. I'll tell you, it, it's like every time I turn around, Disney is like pissing me off. Uh, yeah. But actually, they are now, they are they now um, they're pulling all of uh, everything that's Marvel, Disney, uh, Star Wars, whatever there might be from Netflix. Be, they added like a they had a oh, big deal had a with, spat Netflix. with Netflix. Yeah, no, th- not even that. They're, I thought this they're going to start their own thing. Oh, they're, I thought they this now was... they now have the plan. They're going to start their own streaming service, DTV or whatever. Supposedly, it's not even coming until twenty nineteen. Oh, that's that's um, good. But yeah, so the plan I guess is in motion of getting hmm. anything that's related to Disney off of Netflix because Disney just mm-hmm. wants their own streaming thing. Sure. They see a lot of money on it. And I think uh, the hell with that. Like, I'm not paying for... Uh, there are there are some certain <clears throat> streaming things. And, uh, you know, the big streaming things that get a lot of stuff, I'm like, you know, okay. You want right. to be like a big... Yeah. You know, uh, basically there's Netflix and Amazon and Hulu. Right. And, the, and you want to be like a big thing where it's kind of like cut the cord, one-stop shopping, right. get all your shows and stuff yeah. like that. Then fine. I mean, I don't... I'll subscribe to all of them, right? And then, sure. and then I'll get everything, and it's right. still be cheaper than cable or right. you know whatever, right? right? And there are a few out there that are very like specific, that are usually pretty cheap mm-hmm. uh, per month. Like there's Acorn. Um, oh yeah. It, like if you're really into British TV, yep. yeah, and, these are the and you, you want to get a bunch of British TV that no one else is even going to carry at all, right? Or some of the more popular stuff, but they, you know, have that like niche, yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that's okay. That's a pretty cool place. And yeah. there, I think there are like there's horror movie ones. There is there's a chiller one. There's, there's stuff a documentary like that. one. Right. I've got all these on my iPad. Yeah. And I'm like, those, what am I doing? Those are, yeah. you know, I'm okay with a lot of those. But yeah. just Disney said, no, you just have to pay right. us. Right. And then what is that? entail really is mm. abc going to be part of that or I, i'm not even sure what the details are well that's but, a good question actually but uh but i i'm out of that yeah. i that it just disney, irritates me disney's been like that forever that's Remember? like now all of a sudden it's going to be like every studio is right. going to have their you own the MGM their network thing you know and, uh, remember how disney i mean we're old but you remember how I, I remember how everyone used to fawn over this, and I always was irritated. Uh, Disney would put things in the vault. 
release right. Snow you, White and then for you can't three, buy it three weeks, yeah. and then it's in the vault for four yeah. years. You know, and they like create this desire to have something. Yeah, and and, and I'm like, and all that the way sucks. back, to, all the way back to VHS. But they've been they've been like, like the Little this. Mermaid. Yeah. At, they, at like, one point, was uh, then then you'd have like the black market of them. Right. Everyone would start selling right. them uh, for more because you couldn't buy it. Yep. And every, yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, look, you guys aren't just struggling in some basement in Encino, California. Right. You have theme parks Where everywhere. Where you're trying to build and some interest. Yeah. 60 bucks for a wand. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's 14 for you know, popcorn. Like, you guys aren't hurting. But they are absolutely maniacal about monetizing yeah. their content. Trying so. to get uh, everything they can out of anything. And anyway. then, and you know... I, I can see like the theory of it in a way, like you know, putting stuff in the vault. Uh, I yeah, because if we just have the Little Mermaid out forever, you know, X number of people will buy it. Mm-hmm. But if we take it away for like seven years and then bring it back, <laughs> then yeah. as soon as it Does comes it, back, yeah, we'll get huge people. Sure. Everyone will buy it. Yep, which they still do anyway because they just re-release everything like right. every seven years. Right. It's either an anniversary or they start doing diamond edition things yeah. and having you know the double super Blu-ray or right. whatever extra. Uh, anyway, you know that's human nature. You tell people there's a sale and they rush for it, right? And it's like the same price, but hey, it's got a sticker. <laughs> Let's buy that. Right. So anyway. all right. Uh, there's plenty to talk about with the Dark Tower, which I yeah. think will be interesting. Um, and, you know, you loved a it. movie that at least we were looking forward to for a long time, which, you know, it's weird. It seems like over the last four or five months, there have been movies that we said, oh, yeah, I want to see that. Right. But there what there haven't been things that we've been looking forward to for a long time. So it's like until Blade Runner comes out. Yeah, man, I'm Blade Runner. And, and like maybe, you know, Star Wars or something. But yeah. there have not been a lot of movies that I, anyway, have been no, really been like, like looking forward to for a long time. We've been know? skittish about a couple. I remember Wonder Woman, and, we and were then skittish about. Where, but oh, that's, that's not, not the already? Same thing. Right, and th- yeah, and then we're like, <laughs> holy crap. And this was one of them. Remember, we were just saying a couple weeks ago, well, just we're not seeing because any all ads. of a sudden they stopped advertising yeah. for it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, so Dark Tower, um, oh, I'm gonna write this based down. in some way yep. on St- <laughs> the Stephen King novels. Yeah, and you know, before we saw it, uh, I asked you, you know, what you knew about what was going on with it, right. and there's obviously the trailers and stuff. And after the movie, it's like I still don't know. Like before <laughs> the movie, yeah. Uh, your story yeah. was that this somehow takes place kind of after the books, and yeah. it's like we've looped again or something. Right. And, you know, I can see the theory of that, but I don't know that we get anything of that in the movie. I don't know that the you movie get, tells us that. You get one thing that... Die Hard, you're not, and you're not naive to the thing. You you've read the books. And yeah, you yeah. like the books. Yeah, you're like me. We've read all of. Well, you've read almost all. There's only like one you haven't read. Yeah, there's that one you uh, <coughs> went through the keyhole. That's really which in is the, the middle. newest one. Yeah, or whatever. But yeah. the only way that the Die Hard people would know is that um, Roland in his quest for the tower and the resolution that he wants from everything that's got him to this point. Um, he has certain weapons and they're almost always just his guns. In this story, not just because he looks ethnically different, but he's carrying something that is almost like an Easter egg because I don't think people know it unless they know it. But on his back throughout the whole film, he has what looks clearly like the Horn of Eld, which is Uh something that I won't ruin for anybody listening to this. But that's important. But and he he's never had he it before. Didn't have that? At he's the never first had book. it before. And right. if you go by the chronology of the stories, knowing what we know from the Gunslinger through the Dark Tower, the book, the Dark Tower, the movie picks up after that book ends. But now Roland has something that he has never had before. So we are led. Well, to but believe, it doesn't matter because uh, uh, you know <laughs> for the, the movie's mythology it's, anyway. It's because implied, he doesn't do anything. Right, with I know it. it's implied that he will use it later. And that it will be of some, it's implied that it will be massively important. That he, that if he had had it all along, that this wouldn't have even progressed to this point, one way or the other. So that's the thing that you know. Yeah, but by the time you get to the end of the movie, what difference is it? I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I'm anyway, just saying. I'm saying all right, what I'm anyway, saying. so uh, the story, 
we don't probably need to go through because it's like you either read the books or you didn't. Yeah. And if you didn't, then watch the trailer. There's, That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, Roland the gunslinger <laughs> right. and Matthew McConaughey is a bad guy of some sort. <laughs> That's like what you know uh, from it. the trailer. It, this yeah. is a this is a really weird movie uh, if you haven't read the books, but I'm not sure if it's bad if you haven't read the books we've either. Got, so it's very strange. We've uh, got we've got like a small sample. Your son right. hasn't read the books and enjoyed the film and liked it a lot. My yeah. girlfriend hasn't read the books and did not like the movie. Okay, they they presumably came in at the same, you know, awareness of it. I guess the only right. thing that's different is their gender, their age, their, you know, sure, everything, sure. you know, but <laughs> everything else about everything, them, right. everything, except they saw the movie without knowing anything. Right. Um, okay. So throwing out our ratings, um, I was, I was really torn uh, mm-hmm. trying to come up with the rating for this because as it, I'm in a very specific place with the books too, because I like the first few Oh yeah, right. I didn't really love the later ones. Yeah, right. They were that. okay, um, but as the weird thing maybe about reading, like I read the first book when it came out, and I read the right. second book when it came out, right? And then I had you know, and then whenever the gap, whatever, this is a long time ago, right? Yeah. But then I sat there in that <laughs> gap, <laughs> right. waiting for something to happen, and that could actually like skew my like or dislike of the later books too yeah because i'm waiting forever for another book (laughs) then another book comes out (laughs) and nothing happens right and i'm like wait now i'm waiting more thanks a lot right yeah (laughs) thanks for finally giving me that yeah and uh anyway so i didn't i didn't (laughs) love the later ones but uh they're okay yeah um so it's not like i'm you know, some Harry Potter fan where every single book you're like, every book is better than the last or right. whatever. Like right. I love the whole series. So yeah, you but I, early. I, I do really love the first few books yeah. though. They are yeah. great. Um, and then, so going into this, but I was really torn uh, with what do I rate this movie? Because if I didn't like it because I didn't like the, it's not even like it's a, normal movie that's mm-hmm. just an adaptation. Right. If it was just an adaptation, you could go, uh, that's not even, you know, right. how it happens in the story and you've right. totally changed <clears throat> it and that sucks. Yeah. And besides the acting's bad right. anyway, whatever. Yeah. But this one is, you know, like we take the books and then we just kind of go off somewhere else. It's like, right. in <laughs> it's, a way it's, it's like, like sideways. The dark adaptation. tower, the dark towers had a pretty successful, uh, string of, comics from marvel comics and they're like oh, right. before around be like they're all over the place too and that's kind of like everyone's like well is that canon did that really happen i don't right, know what, right. you know so anyway right so so then i also have to try and think um there has to be some version of rating the movie for people who've never read it right. um which it's like if you go back to like David Lynch's Dune, right? Right. It's like, do you? <laughs> you right. know, like David Lynch said, no. Right. <laughs> and I'm right. like, I don't know. I don't know if I can buy that. Like you he just, said, if you didn't read the book, don't see it. Right. And if the person who makes the movie says that, and or says, you know, if you didn't read the books and you complain about it, I don't care. Right. Because it's, it's not, not for you. you. You're right. supposed to have read right. the book. And I'm like, eh, is that you, a thing? You Does gave that me count? A bunch of, you gave me a bunch <laughs> of crap about this the other day when we saw it. And I said, I feel like I have two reviews. I have a straight up, this is what I think of the movie. I, I feel and this like, is what I think of it as a Dark Tower movie. I feel like. And you gave me crap. You're like, somehow no, the one, rating, somehow the rating one review. has to, I, no, I think there's just, okay. you have to have one rating. I have one rating. I think you have to figure out how the rating is. You just have to balance I'm stuff. changing your rating right just now. Just like you balance like the good and the bad yeah. of a lot of different things. Like, yep. you know, the cinematography is awesome. Right. right. Where do I stick that in though? This is this is a hard one for and me. I th- I think so <laughs> now we've never even said anything. No, yet. I know. Um but from the point of view of liking the books and knowing the books right. and all right. that stuff, I'm like somewhere between like 2 and 4. Like, like I'm really you're super gonna irritated. Be, you're going to need to be it, right? real specific because I might have gotten uh, really this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be real specific. <laughs> 
From the point of view, though, of somebody who doesn't know the books, if I mm-hmm. try to just look at this as a movie and pretend I didn't know any story right. or anything and I'm just going into it just <laughs> as a movie, right? I don't know that I didn't like much about it, though. Uh, <laughs> there is some stuff that maybe I didn't love, but I have to rate it like kind of high comparatively. Uh, not right, in, in relation general, to that, right? right? I know what you mean. I know what you um, mean. And so, anyway, I think uh, at the end of the day, my overall rating for the movie is five and a half. I was just going to say that sounds like a five. You know, I had <laughs> yeah. you down at five because five and a half. From the book perspective, I hated tons of it. Mm-hmm. I did kind of like some of it, um, and then some of it just didn't work really for me. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the decisions I really didn't like. But when I looked at those decisions and thought just purely as a movie, if you're not going into it from anything in the book, then then I don't mind the decisions that much. Mm-hmm. And then I'm kind of okay yeah. with the way stuff happened. And it's just, it's such a weird thing. You, you just don't get this. It's, it, it's kind of a unique movie. There are not book adaptations that are not actually adaptations of any book. Sequelizations. <laughs> you know, this I was yeah. going to ask you that. I'm like cuz I thought about this for a while and you'll see you know, you see franchises and stuff that are loosely based on something and they go off on their that's not what we're talking about. The, like the this is thing, this is one of the only ones if not the only one that is truly based on a series and then extends that series without a novelization. It's, it's, it, it's right? the sequel. You know? The only thing that I can think <clears throat> of that does anything like that is uh, like some TV shows, you know, right. like maybe sure, Game of Thrones. Sure. Like Lethal. it starts off somewhat close. Right, right. But then it's just kind of gone into its own world or like The Walking Dead or yeah, stuff like right. that. But even they you know, generally mm-hmm. start off at the beginning and, right. then, and then they just go somewhere else. Right. They don't just like start at I the mean, end of the Walking Dead comics. Maybe, now we're going to start a show. Maybe the easiest example is just the most obvious, just because I wonder if we'll hear from anybody. But James Bond was a novel before it was ever a movie series. Right. And now it it's a whole more bunch of, of Now it's a movie series more than it's a novel. But that might be the only one because those films were... If I remember right, Fleming said, yeah, that, that's canon. Bond would do that. You know, those were almost an extension. But it's not really the same thing because each of those books were, though, about Bond, they were self-contained, really. The, the, the cast was still yeah, there. Yeah, but, well, the but bon- I guess that's the, the bon- only one. The Bond ones are <laughs> tricky um, because most of the Bond films, for a long time anyway, yeah. right, uh, there was a book. Right, yeah. They follow, but they still don't have anything to do with the movie. Right, uh, it's a totally yeah, different true. thing. It's the only one I can and, think of. Um, it's probably part of the argument of the new, the newest Bonds, where we're anti gadgetiness, right? Because yeah. the, in the books, there's no gadgetiness. The books are right. No, it's it's Bond. The books are very like serious spy, yeah, right. type stuff. All and kinds of... what he has is like that gun, right. <laughs> Right, but it's a he, lot of espionage. But there's no uh, yeah. all of that is like movie worldness, and so, like I said, that probably stands out as an argument for why it's okay yeah. that Bond <clears throat> doesn't have any gadgets now. Right, uh, right, which I deny. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, even those are tricky. And then now there's you know more stories and more stories of Bond where we're like still going and stuff. But yeah. st- it's still it's just it's not I don't know. Anyway, it's just it's hard to rate because it's, it's such a screwy thing. This is a weird one for me to think of how you're going to rate too, which I do even fleetingly just so I can try to guess your uh, your rating and review. But because I think of I think of when we're doing the show ahead of time, I always think of <clears throat> how you're going to rate it. Like, because you have a very distinct and separate way of looking at it. Like, is this trying to do what it's trying to do and how well did it do it? For me, when I throw that litmus test on this film, it's a disaster. Yeah. What it tried to do was create a franchise that <clears throat> people are still adhering to a notion that they're going to adapt seven books. That's not going to happen. Because with this, like what Star Trek did, creating their separate universe, like now those seven books... Those are in the past. I mean, I guess you could create them 
in hindsight, and I think at now things, they're. Uh, they're but it should be new stories. Yeah, it should be. It should be narratively new stories. Once a person who likes the series sits down and realizes that this isn't the gunslinger, the book, uh, being adapted, and it's something ahead of the end of the whole series, then you're like, well, are we going to go backwards? Right. Like that's they have to let go of that idea. But in essence, what this is trying to do is kickstart a franchise that has a huge amount of pages to mine from for stories and possibilities. And I think as a film attempting to do that quite clearly, it's it's a nightmare. It's a wreck. Like, it's all over the place. Yeah. So when I was trying to think of your review, I was I was like, man, I if he stays to that, I mean, I guess you could argue it did a few things really well, but a few things doesn't mean success. So, right. I I think that it was tricky. Ul- I think like, that ultimately <coughs> in my rating, what I had to try to think of because, like I said, this is a weird y- one. You can't really compare this to like any random no, movie, I right? I agree. I think that if the if the story is that what they were trying to do was like adapt the book, mm-hmm. then this would be like zero, right? It's pretty but close. I, d- I don't think we can say that's what they were trying to do because that's not what they were trying to do. They yeah. were trying to do something else. And and then I have to mesh like the three or four different things they were trying to do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I get it. I, I, I don't know. It's it's uh, If anyone wanted to give this like a one, yeah. I wouldn't have any problem. <laughs> I know. This is, this is one of those things where I was, when, we, when I started to come up here today, I'm like, if he's over seven, I might have an issue. But if he's seven or, you know, six... I, I guess I could see that, even though Mark knows the books. Um, oh, I'm at three, and that's a favorable three. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing it a big favor um, because for me, so much of what I start and end with is story, editing, character development, narrative, you know, performance stuff like that, and all of those are almost all horribly negatives yeah for me there as, are as soon as as soon as you look at it <coughs> i think in in any kind of terms of the book yeah it's awful and and it's hard <laughs> not to look i mean i've i've read and loved those books for so long and i remember the stories and i enjoyed them it's kind of hard not to differentiate it but but i was asked you know um you know if you again because this is what people are asking did you see the film right did you like it if I didn't read it, will I like it? Right. Those are the always the three in some some order, and I'm always saying. And it's a it's a weird set of answers it, for it's this movie. So <laughs> weird. And I'm like, ah, let me know. Did you like a film like, you know, did you like the Maze Runner? Did you like right. the Mortal Instruments? Did you like Divergent? You have to because in essence, this, this is one of the first movies that's an adaptation of anything where you have to ask the other person if they Corey, read it first, right? Not right, yeah, no, right, <laughs> right. And because because in my mind, so many things that are problematic with this start with the fundamental assumption that this is the story that works best, and I don't believe that. I don't believe. I don't have a problem with them continuing the n- novels. But not like this, not the way that but they it, did. But it. in a way, they're um, they're just not is right. One of the problems I mean, is that they're just what a schizophrenic the, film. Yeah, you know, so I mean, because we, I feel like anything we say, you or me, we could be like, but they don't, right? Or but they do, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, anyway, in in a weird way, this is such a strange like gut reaction. Like, did you like what you saw long enough, right, to divorce yourself from the disappointment that you might have? Or the expectation that the guy that you went with who read the books has. For right, you. right. I, you know, there were parts of the film that worked well. I, I think that when the movie works well, it works very well. The problem for me are those moments are so few and far between each other. Right. Despite the disappointment of not getting the movie that I want. Yeah. Um, because critically, I think that the film is in some ways miscast, though not what people on chat board seems to believe is the miscast i think I, I, I do too i don't know i don't know what the chat board is saying they're all they're all up in arms for the same thing that we like to get you emails and that's mark at are you screening.com <laughs> it's mark eastman <coughs> at are you screening.com uh, remember back when the whole idea of uh idris playing bond came up right, you know, right. It, it's all like can a black person play a white character right can a man play a female or a female play a male, you know, Doctor Who. It's all the stuff that you love putting your foot in. <laughs> right. And I just watch, you know, but 
for me, the the kid is not bad. He when he is asked to do things, and he's not necessarily a child actor. He's just a kid. I mean, he's a teen. Right. Uh, he he does well. He he's. I don't have any problems with him yeah. really. Uh, I think Matthew McConaughey is terribly miscast. Yeah. And and I think to the detriment of the story, but also. And I like Matthew McConaughey. I don't waver on him. I actually like him in dumb things, and I like him in good things. You put me watching yeah, him in I Tropic Thunder. I, I don't I, like him. He's got a. I know. Uh, <clears throat> you know. So we. Sh- I feel like we should say as yeah. movie critics uh, what our biases are. Right. You know. And I think. Uh, I think. Absolutely. Any film with Matthew McConaughey <laughs> for me <laughs> has to. It. It. I think it has to overcome him yeah. being <laughs> in it. Yeah. Until it does, right. and he's I, really good. You have you know? always been consistent about him, and, whether it's a good film with him or bad. And when he's in something yeah. and he's really good, I'm like, damn, he's right. good. Look at him. When, right. when I'm he, surprised. When he's really good and he's in the right role, like, you know, in Dallas Buyers Club, <laughs> yep. I thought he was just badass. I thought yeah. he was great in that. Yep. But every movie, like, going in, right. you know, blind or whatever, I'm yeah. like, you know, he's just... I th- I feel like most of the time he's actually just not that good. Yeah. But once in a while, boom. He, he does. You know? You know, <laughs> and here's here's the bigger problem using that as a foil for one of my problems with the film. I th- I don't feel that way, but I can't deny that that's true because I see him in a lot of films and he's not good in all of them. Right. He's only really really great in some of them. And when he's really really great in them, there's one thing that seems to be constant. He has a good script, which is sometimes apparent, but he has a good director and a director who routinely gets good performances out of their actors. I think McConaughey is one of these guys, one of these actors that's actually too much of a blank tablet. Like I think that if uh, if you have someone skilled think, behind the camera and they can pull something out of him, yeah. I think you'll get everything. He'll I give think you. that's I think that's exactly true. And I think this movie was not directed by someone who was going to be in charge of people. It, this and, is a and, committee and film, it's, and it's yeah, it's directed way too much. I think, and not that I necessarily yeah. have Sorry. any problems that I'll mention right now with either of the stars. Sure, but this movie is not directed by someone who's going to go, look, McConaughey, do it this way. Right. 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 And, right. and McConaughey is going to do it. Right. I think that he is best when he's not really sure about a character. Yeah. And when someone has to tell him and direct him yep. and go, no, not quite do it again. Right. Or something like that. And then he does it and then he's great. I think he, exactly. And I so. think he went into this movie and went, this is how I'm going to do it. Right. Well, and, and that's how he did it. <laughs> if, if the reports are true and and his own admission, which is kind of too bad, but I get it. You know, McConaughey said already uh, famously that he had never read the books. He didn't look at the comics. He just got a sense of the character from the script and from the crew. Right. And that explains everything why... His version of Randall why Flagg or Walter why is totally wrong. A stereotype of cliches and tropes on Eleven, right? And why he doesn't have a handle for the character. I understand you can't be like, look, Matthew. I don't know if you're a fast reader or not, but you got about fifteen hundred pages to right. check out <laughs> right. to get a true sense of this person. That's not fair. But but this was wrong, and that's certainly it's, it's that's not certainly like you'd bad. have to read them all anyway. <clears throat> you wouldn't, uh, but 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 I, anyway, I feel like. Uh, from, uh, I guess, trying to balance this whole whether you've read the books or not thing, I think the two stars, for me, are really good examples. Mm-hmm. McConaughey, first of all, a lot of it's not necessarily his fault, what's wrong with the character. Right. Because the character is in it way too much, Yeah, for me, mm-hmm. is a weird kind of too powerful. Yeah, right. right. And and just does all by the time you get to the end, it's uh, you know it's like he's absolutely invincible. Yeah, and then then the plot doesn't make sense anymore. Right. We kind of talked about this right. Uh, right after the movie. Yeah, if he's as powerful as he is in the movie, none of it makes sense anymore. Right, right? like he could just. He doesn't need to try and destroy the Dark Tower. He could just snap his fingers and it would be destroyed. I mean, it's right. there's just way to, and he doesn't have to like 
try to do something to kill people or catch people yeah. or have minions to send after people right. because he could just teleport to Does you it all. and right. kill everyone in the universe in one blow, right? right. Or whatever. I right. mean, he's just like weirdly powerful. And, and here's the really weird thing about that. Uh, so even if you haven't read the books, right, that's right. wrong. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just not right. a good thing Either in your way. movie. Right. But in the books, like, you know, we were just talking about him doing the character. The character's all wrong because Walter's actually way more badass. Absolutely. And McConaughey thinks, I can do this thing and look disinterested, mm-hmm. and that makes me badass. Right. And it's Or like, give you the steely eye. And like, yeah. really look through you and be like, now I'm mad at and you. And it's like, and yeah. you watch him do this thing, and you just really get the sense, like, you don't get the character that right. you're playing. Right. And now, and now you're trying to play him, right. and that's not going to work. Right. So you're a completely different guy. On the, uh, on the rolling side of things, there's, for me, a real big split. Because if you haven't read the books, I don't know that I mind him at all. Like, if I try not to know the character before I see the movie, I feel like I'm okay with his character and what he does in the movie and how he acts. And he's, you know, he's he's consistently being that character, I think. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, kind of true to his motivations and personality and the stuff that happens, I think, is all good. The only problem I have with them without knowing the books at all is that by the time you get to the end of the movie, he becomes magical and he's not supposed to be magical. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the books, he's just trained forever. Yeah. That doesn't make you magical. He's lethal. Like like at at the very beginning of the movie... He does this thing, and I don't know if he oh, ever no. does anything like Man. this in the books, mm-hmm. because maybe he does. I don't remember every single thing that yeah. ever happened, right? Right. But he does this thing where he he's it's a revolver, right? Yeah. The, and he so he opens like the you know chamber or whatever, yeah. and he spins it, and right. then he's got a handful of bullets, and he and starts he dropping in. bullets in, <laughs> and then closes it. And I'm like, okay, listen, this guy's fairly old. And the story is that basically all he's done with his life is nothing but train to shoot guns, like literally nothing else, right? Right. And I'm like, you know, I have seen like 13-year-old Chinese gymnasts who can do some badass shit, right? Right, Because they do nothing else, right? Right. And I'm like, okay, listen, if you trained enough. <laughs> this is great, yeah. I'll give you that one. Right. If you just sat there and, and practiced and dropping bullets doing with your that, thumb, like, you're going to get like it one day. Anything, right. you, I'll, I'll say, fine, you could do that. Right. By the time we get to the end of the movie, he throws bullets up in the air mm-hmm. and just like scoops them up mm-hmm. with the thing. And I'm like, okay, now you're magical. Like you, I don't care. You when can train. You bullets, can train for a thousand years. You when it, can't. When do it comes that. to loading your gun, he can do it anyway. No, there's yeah. no way. So, but anyway, and then he's like, you know, ricocheting bullets off things like four mm. different times, yeah. and it still hits what he's going at. Yeah, it just it progresses like way too far. Right. And the weird thing is, is that even when it's goofy, if you do it right, I'll I'll try to find a way to believe it. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. I'll forget. Like, yeah. like when he's doing that thing at first, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll right. try to believe that. And when he shoots that guy, yeah. right, when uh, there's a part where, you know, he just goes, shh, right. and let me listen for a minute, and it's right. all very dramatic. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'll give you that one too. Sure. That's full on. That's some gun cotta that, stuff. That's full on goofy, yeah. but that's, that's our gig, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get to a point in the movie where they go, okay, now just all bets are off. We don't even have to explain anything anymore. They're basically just using the he's magical approach to making movies now. And then, you know, they don't think about things. He just runs and shoots. And like I said, like he's ricocheting off of like four different things in order to hit something he couldn't ever see. And you're like, whatever. And, And then I just don't buy it anymore. And then... It doesn't matter if you've read the books or not. Then I don't like what they're doing with him. I still like him. I still like uh, Idris Elba, and I still like his character and everything, but it gets a little goofy. Yeah. So, like, if you haven't read the books, I like him, right? Right. If you have read the books, he's just not rolling for me. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe he is for some people. I don't yeah. know. But from my right. reading of the books, it doesn't have anything to do with whether he's black doesn't, or white. It's not or that he doesn't look he like it. He doesn't act like, like Roland. He's just not Roland. Right. He's a great guy. <laughs> and, you know, I like the character. <laughs> he could be a gunslinger. I like the character. Roland. He's right. okay, but he's just not Roland yeah. for me. Right. Anyway, so uh, I feel like he's like the perfect example yeah. because most everything that happens in the movie. I feel like it's the same way. And there's this weird pull stuff that happens in the movie. I'm like, okay, if I've never read the books, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty okay with like how the plot is moving and things that we're having to do. Some of it's a little corny, right. but still, I mean, it's, it's not horrible. Yeah. It's not bad. But then if I look at it in terms of the book, I'm like, no, right. Right. <laughs> that, right. That's just, there were, there were scenes for me, um, let me try to think how to dump all this quick. Uh, there are scenes for me that work very well, none of which involve McConaughey. There, there isn't a scene with Matthew McConaughey that I think works well. In fact, every time, and it got to the point where every time I saw a scene with him coming, I was like, ah. Yeah. Like, because the story's problem is, in again, and I'm not going to keep saying this, but in case anyone doesn't know, the... The first time, and there's a false equivalency here. We keep talking about the gunslinger. M- most people that I've been talking to keep talking about the gunslinger, which is the first book in the in the series. And in that book, we're introduced to Roland and the Man in Black, and we figure out why he's kind of following him and who each of them are. Intersped into that story, briefly, we meet a kid from Earth named Jake, who's the star of the film. And the story balance is really, really reversed in a lot of ways. The movie focuses on Jake... He's the primary character. Then the person that gets the most screen time after him, which is a lot of screen time, is the man in black. And then we just drop Roland in. Right, and he's there. Right. And for a story about the tower and Roland's quest to get it, it's never ever, even in all the books, it's never about Jake. Jake is a supporting character forever. It's about Roland. And the problem for me in fixing the film is absolutely just, it's not just recasting McConaughey. It's not adding in a couple more scenes of Roland because I actually think I think I could tell which ones were added. This film famously did pick up shoots. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's more about just fundamentally their desire to tell a story to engage kids to create a franchise. Right. And I think if you, that's your goal, to get that's a, your pitch goal. To get a younger market to watch the TV show later. Sure, right. Or and the to, future and to be into it. Like, and yeah. again, that's why I brought up things like The Maze Runner and Divergent and The Mortal Instruments because those are young adult film. I mean, I and I skipped Harry Potter and I skipped the um, Catching Fire stuff, uh, The Mockingjay and all that um, because those are a little bit different. But fundamentally, the story, I think, is flawed in that aspect Especially when so much fan service is paid to stuff that is absolutely inconsequential. Like, it felt like every few scenes, and we talked about this briefly. I don't know if you saw all the nods to Stephen King things. That were, I, that I were didn't everywhere. see all of them, but I, there are a ton of them. <clears throat> There's so many. You know, there were so many of them that I started with, as the film is playing out, mm-hmm. right? Um, there were so many of them that I started going, are these in the books? No. Like there are, there were just so many yeah. that at some point you're like, well, this isn't like an Easter egg anymore. Right. This is some, point? something like, is yeah. happening. Like that's a thing. And it really hit me because one of, one of the things that I really like the best about the books in, you know, kind of a ta- as a tangential yeah. thing anyway, yeah. is when they start getting places like to the amusement park. Right. And then you're like, well, what the hell world is this? Right. And how are the worlds connected? And then different stuff happens. And the book yeah. keeps, even though some people, some readers might think it's screwball, really, yeah. because it's a little goofy. But I think that it was it was so fun to read that and, right. and, and have to try and guess what's coming or figure out what's going on. And it's like, what? what is the crazy connection? Are yeah. we just in the future or right. is it a different world or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So anyway, I really like those parts, but they get to a place in the movie where they're at the roller coasters yeah. and uh, and Roland's like, they're just these weird things from the before times and nobody knows what <laughs> right. they are. Right. And then you see this giant Pennywise yeah. written across a thing 
And that is, it's so glaring that they force you to stare at right. it. It's not even like it's in the background. It's, it's kind of sideways. Right. Right. You have to like really squint to see the full thing or right. something like that. It's just like right there. Yeah. And then I was going, is that in the, Yeah, no. is that really in the book and that it's got Pennywise's name yeah. on the roller coaster or whatever? But they were everywhere. They were everywhere. It and I don't mind if you're, if you're starting a, if you're starting a film and you want to have a little fun in the beginning, have at it. Right. You know, and, and that's when in in a quick time span, you know, in the very start of the film, you see nods to uh, the twins from The Shining. You see Cujo, Christine. You know, you just, there there are one thing. The there sh- was, you know, there was the picture you told me. Right. The, the Overlook Hotel and, is and in it, there. That one was, I thought was funny because they make you stare at it so much. Right. It's a that, beat too that long. That I was like. Right. What's that? Right. And I didn't recognize it and then, as that thing. But I mean, you stare at it so long that you're like, are we going to go there later? Even, <laughs> <laughs> even, even a weird nod to today because uh, as a side thing in Stephen King news, uh, Mr. Mercedes starts tonight. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. E- even when, when, when um, Roland and Jake go back to his house when his mom has already been with the man in black and there's the hello there thing on the wall with right, the happy right, face. right, right. The happy faces distinctly. It's not just coincidence. That's a Mr. Mercedes logo. Right. You know, so there's all they're dropping things in every few seconds. And not because I know all those references, but because if if you're gonna spend that much time paying fan service to drop things in, you're insecure about your movie already. Right. You want to appease to the fan base just to get them things. But if you're gonna spend all that much time and you want to appease to the fan base, tell a good story that the fans want, you know. I think I think deep down for an 88 minute movie, you know, its running time is 95 minutes, but the credits are about seven or eight f- minutes long. I think if you wanted to introduce people into the world of the Dark Tower and Roland and his obsession with the man in black and stopping him, adapting the gunslinger would have been an easier thing to do. Yeah. You know, you get Jake, you get to introduce Earth, you get to show all these things, but you don't confuse the narrative in such a way Again, that assumes a perfect shoot. When it when it comes right down to the final like view of this, because I want to stop comparing it to the books. I actually just want to talk about the problem with the movie for me is that it feels like it was salvaged from shit. Anyway, it feels like a poorly edited attempt to salvage something that was over budget or undershot because there are scenes that just don't make sense linking to one another. There isn't enough narrative with things. We have too many scenes. The most unnecessary 20 seconds of the movie is when Matthew McConaughey is walking and sees this girl eating ice cream. Right. And just decides to make her hate everybody. Right. But we don't need that scene. We already know he's a bad guy. We already know he's the worst guy. We already know he can do this power. And we don't need to see McConaughey walking the streets of New York, except there were probably other things that, you know... The, the editing, it, you know, it's su- it's such a weird thing that scene too because uh, as we were talking about before, you know, he's just not the man in black, right? Or Randall isn't. Randall right. Flag, he's just not that guy, yeah. and it's such a weird thing because it's hard to tell what's McConaughey and his. I never read the books, but I got this sense of I it. I got it, yeah. And what is from whoever? wrote the script or right. whatever 10 people wrote the script or I don't even know yeah, you know what lot. it is uh, where it's gone wrong exactly mm-hmm. but it's such a weird thing because first of all it's totally unnecessary and it's just like you know it's just like if he kicked a dog he was walking right. by yeah. or whatever I think you said that yeah and it's uh it's yeah. just it's like such weird like cliche you know kicking a puppy mm-hmm. kind of a scene where Here's a movie and a person playing a character, I guess, who don't understand that that guy is not anywhere near as badass as the guy you're supposed to be playing. Right. The guy right. who's actually that badass doesn't do that. Right. Doesn't he, have he's to do got other shit He's got other things do, on his mind. Right? Right. And right. he's he's got uh, way right. worse plans. And there's something there's something weird about people who write things who like it's a odd like i don't know cultural like thing that you think that that makes him worse right, right like right that makes him you know like Wormtail, right not not voldemort <laughs> not voldemort right, right? right i mean that's like yeah, that's exactly it's really weird but 
But you see stuff like that in movies all the time right. where it's like, now we have to convince people that he's really bad. Mm-hmm. And then you do something like that and you're like, but what? Like even and even it, the scene it, it, it is such a weird random thing yeah. too that's completely unnecessary. His it, it I just I trying to, and I remember wanting to think that too, like watching the film and thinking about it and going, Okay, now just forget the books. How was the movie? Right. So many questions. Like this is I'm glad your son liked it. I understand why he might have. And I get why my girlfriend didn't like it. And and I heard why, because she told me, you know, which which was fine. And she was right. She's like, from the start, she's like, I don't know who those kids are, but I get by the end of it, they're all psychic right, to some right. extent. Yeah, the but where did they come the, from? The what happens part to them? Is, yeah, what odd. you know, I in the film there's there's so many throwaway lines to try to tie these threads together. The movie moves at such a breakneck speed and then it clumsily fumbles. Sometimes, sometimes in the exact same scene, it's rushing to trip over itself. You know, there are these quick throwaway lines that sometimes work, like McConaughey uh, with his little minions. He's like, "I think I found the one kid. We don't need a, we don't need six of them in the machine anymore. We just need one, this one, right? And then we we don't need the kids anymore." Okay, that throwaway line works in a way that later, when he's trying to do what the film does so much, and you should never do in a film much let alone at all if you can help it is tell everyone in the room what's happening as if they don't know what's happening right so when he's working his magic when they went to the seer and he's explaining to the everybody around him all of his hench people that roland's guns were supposed to be forged from excalibur right you don't talk to the people in the room like right, that. You're talking right. to the audience because we're dumb. It's uh, and the film is telling me there. I'm dumb. There's a lot of that in the so much in the movie, narrative. which is kind of like Hallmark Movie Network talking. Yeah, where uh, um, what going, happens in the script is this information has to get out mm-hmm. somehow, and so what you do is make people say things right. so that the audience hears it. And what it is is like the delivery of a line that a person would never say. Right. Except that we need to say it so that you can know it or whatever. Like because if you, like we're going to the store and I'm like, well, we have to go to the store to get my uncle, my mother's brother. You, you're like Frederick, who's named after my dad. You know, and you're like, I, if you're talking to my friend or my kid, I would know who Uncle Fred. Right, right. I don't need all. But there's so much heavy delivery here because the story doesn't provide it. Yeah, you know, and the screenplay is riddled with big holes that look good when you try to cover it up with action. But then in the course of the film, you know, you have these. There are a couple action scenes that were so dark, and I think on purpose to cover up like bad CGI. Like when they're in the woods right after the yeah, Pennywise yeah, yeah. thing and they encounter the thing from what in the book would be out of the thinny. I can't tell what the hell that thing is. Right. And it's not supposed to be dark. I actually, I legitimately thought for a quick second, do I have my 3D glasses? Like, because it's <laughs> it's darker when you see things in 3D. Right. It's just, it's bad unnecessarily because the screenplay isn't done well. The director didn't have a handle on it. The talent, when it was miscast, didn't know what to do because the director didn't have a handle on it and the screenplay they were using to bridge it was horrible. You know, all the things that set up these things that were frustrating. And then, and then I get a good scene. You know, even though I'm frustrated with Roland first encountering Jake and thinking he's a demon sent by the man in black, right? Threatening him. And then in less than two minutes, he's like fathering him. Yeah. With no development there except, you know, because the story says so. Like it's all, a a lot of the stuff that even if you haven't read the books makes it a little tougher. And still, I I feel like if you haven't read the books, there's, you'll have a lot of fun. It's odd. I think you might. It's odd that I'm like actually recommending a movie in that way. Like don't read the books. Right. And then, and then, <laughs> and then go see right. it. Skip what and then maybe you'll, sense. Yeah. Maybe you'll have well, fun. Well, maybe ignorance and is bliss for this. If for this movie, maybe, maybe it is. But there's so much of that stuff that, uh, like you said, like it just all happens. The whole movie is 
running at like breakneck speed in order to do things really slow. Right. Which is right. like, what the hell? Right. But like that, um, you know, we jump ahead because we're trying to do what happens over the course of a whole bunch of books yeah. in one movie. And right. we're trying to fit right. various parts of uh, whatever theoretically happens in the future that we've set up. And if you if this movie happens after all the books, yeah. theoretically, what's supposed to happen is more or less all the books again. And so, right. and so we right. kind of have to do all that stuff and right. we have to have him, you know, yeah. we, we don't have an hour to spend on him and Jake wandering right. <laughs> or right. whatever. So we have to just make it happen really right. fast. But, you know, the, the weird thing about it, too, is there's so much uh, like there's a big checklist of, you know, you have to say like the oh, chant God. over and over. Yeah. We have to get like this part in. We have to, you know, somebody had to say the guns and Excalibur that had to happen somewhere. So either someone's got to be looking through a book and you read it or, or someone has to say it. I actually thought the thing that's weird is that this, if you go into this movie the wrong way, you might think that really Stephen King is like a dick like like Stephen King is like uh Stan Lee on right. steroids oh, right yeah. like he goes I'll su- I'll sell you the rights to the <laughs> book and you can make the movie here's like my writer right of, right. <laughs> of right. like craziness yeah. oh, God, that man, I that demand happen so right yeah. but the movie kind of makes it seem like I mean somebody right. did that somebody said you know, reference all these other Stephen King movies and make sure that you put this in. And I demand that you say the chant like 18 times. So work it in somehow that they have to keep saying it over and over. Right. And, and all this stuff and like the guns and you know, whatever, but it's, it's just so weird that all this stuff just pops up. Like somebody got to check it off the list, right? Not because it really fits there, right? You know, you're right. Even even, even when they, even when you first hear them doing the chant, yeah, I'm like, whatever, right? Yeah, I, I'm like, look, yeah. you, either you're a badass gunslinger, right. and his dad, right? Or you know, you're some people scared in the woods <laughs> saying a chant to make yourselves feel better, right? But pick, you right. can't. <laughs> well, there's no different there between you know people huddled around a campfire and going. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. <laughs> right. You know, there, there's a lot of that fan service. We're getting, we're getting pretty close. I mean, th- there's a lot of that fan service to the point where the most egregious is out of nowhere, with no consequence at all. They have a voiceover of the opening line of the book. The oh, man, right, the right, man right. in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. And we never see that in the movie. Right, the man in black is never chasing, yeah, you know, never being chased by the gunslinger in the film. You know. Fundamentally, I said I wouldn't do it, but I did. Wa- I did remember this one point before I want to make the next one real quick. Is there's a real difference in tone between the books, which is about Roland chasing the guns, uh, Roland chasing the man in black, and along the way he picks up Jake and has to make a sacrifice, and he lives with that sacrifice, and it defines his character going forward for the rest of the stories. The movie is totally the opposite. The man in black is chasing them. Right. And that changes everything, not just in a narrative, but in a feel. Like that that has such a weird effect on the story that's being told. It's it's not also the same thing too, but uh, a friend of mine was asking the other day if they were going to go see it and I asked them you know, the same questions, did you read the books, did you like them? And they were like, uh, I read two of them and I might not even read them in order. Might have been like book two and then four. <laughs> right, you know? right. I kind of got it. And I'm like, okay, you go on a trip, you take You'll what you fine. get, you get what you right. get. And and I said, you know, it's not the same thing because there isn't a film like this based on a story like this out there that I can think of. But imagine if no Harry Potter films were made and they were going to make a Harry Potter film and they were going to take pieces of the first five Harry Potter books and make an 88-minute movie out of those. But Harry wasn't going to be the star of the film. Ron was. Right. That's the that's the, the film you're going to go see. That's the Dark Tower. Right. And they were like, because I knew they liked Harry Potter. And they right. were like, that sounds like shit. <laughs> and I went, it could be, or it, it might not be. For me, knowing the source material and knowing that if what you really want to do is introduce people to the story and make a franchise out of this, and you only have 90 minutes to do it, Again, the first book is so thin 
and easy to adapt and introduce people, and it does it in a way that both appeases the fan base and maybe brings more people in if it's done well, you hit all the necessary markers. Here, I don't actually think, although I didn't ask your son this, that would have been a good question. I don't think this film is good enough to get people to be interested in reading the books. And yeah, I don't think no. I don't think that it's interesting and faithful enough it's to the people that love in the, the books. It's not interesting the right way either. Right. It, and I think it misses every single, you know, demographic that it wanted to get unnecessarily. Like, I don't think it needed to burn at both ends right, to do right. that. I think if it had been totally faithful, if it had gone the Peter Jackson route, and you'd be like, look, to hell with you. One could argue those books sold outlandishly numbered, you know, copies. I think you've got a fan base there. And then you do like what you said earlier, the Game of Thrones, maybe bring some people in because it's just badass. Okay. You know, that's one way of doing it. Right. But they didn't even consider that either. It just, you know, I want to wrap up. I think, I think it's, it it is weird. The movie is, if the movie's interesting and you didn't, right. You didn't read the books. Yeah. uh, As far as like, whether or not you're interested now to read the books. Right. I think if you like the movie and if you find it interesting and everything, it's still not interesting in the right way right. to get you to want to read the books. Yeah, that's a good Because, you know, when the Lord of the Rings movies came out, yeah. shit, everybody bought the books all yeah, over again. Was, they were I mean, all the over books the place. went insane. They were on the bestseller lists again. Yeah. Yep. And this is just not the right kind of interesting, although it's obviously completely different. You know, Peter Jackson had made a movie that happens after The Lord of the Rings and whatever. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's also strange because like you mentioned uh, Harry Potter, if they had done that and taken the first five books and made a movie, but really it's more about Ron and Harry is you know, more of a sideline character, yeah. although he's still prominent. He's there. He's, he's still around, prominent, but you know. he's, he's more of a side. He character. saves Ron every once in a while. And by the time you get to the end of the movie, you start to wonder why Voldemort didn't just say the words, everybody die. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> because then everyone would have died. Right. Cause that's how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. But that could be an okay movie for people who don't know the books. Right. So, right, it might be. It, it might be an okay movie. Who I don't knows? know. But. I, I can't tell if, you know, in the end, I feel from what I've read and from what I've, you know, what I've now seen that the movie was fraught with trouble and they salvaged what they could and tried right. to make it. I, I do believe yeah, this. I they know. tried to make it as good as they could. Yeah. And I think they needed more to salvage or, you know, in in a weird way. Not to politicize anything, but in a weird way, it almost reminds me of the healthcare debate in a very strange way. Like you had 10 years to do this. This has been in development forever. Uh, Right. And this is what you got? Like, come on. You had all the time in the world. Yeah. But like you said earlier, it's gone through several iterations of TV series, movie and TV, Ron Howard directing. Now he's just producing, you know, all these different things. J.J. Abrams had it. I mean... This is this if is in you, the end. If you tr- if you try to think about when you first heard people were making this, yeah, right. It's like Jesus. This was that a long was, time ago. That was forever ago. In the end, yeah. to me, anyway, and then I'm and then I'm you know I don't know what I can say without repeating myself. In the end, to me, it feels like a film that we see sometimes, and I think other people must see sometimes that just seems to be written by too many people, directed by not a strong enough person. Too many studio notes, yeah, and you just you don't have and, anything, and and know. sometimes and that sucks. Uh, probably a lot of the time, actually, you know, too much time is not your friend, right? Because yeah, right. especially when at the end of the day, somebody is paying the bills, yeah, and 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 finally, stuff will get uh, stuff will get shot, yeah, stuff will be rewritten, and then ultimately, you've got stuff filmed, yeah, and you're like, well. <laughs> Am I going to pay to completely start over right. or do I have to use, use a bunch of this, of this stuff yeah. that has been filmed? Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, you've got this movie ends up being 88 minutes. They went back and did reshooting yeah. of stuff and, and things like that happened. But, you know, you've got like a couple of hours of stuff in the can already. Right. You're like, I'm not just going to throw it right. all away. That, yeah, right. <laughs> We're going to use it. Something's yeah, going right. to happen with it. Right. So, yeah, it, this is one of those, I think, where. There was a bunch of stuff filmed, and you know, there's some like percentage of that that we're gonna use, and yeah. you're gonna have to make it work. Yeah. And at some point, you just 
right you, you know there's yeah. there's too much of a climb yeah. ahead of you right. to get anything great out of it yeah. so anyway. the time just ruined it but that's a, that's a weird one all right anyway uh so what's ult- next week ultimately don't go see this right <laughs> I, I i don't i i can't tell people especially to go see this. you know especially if you catch this at some point in your life fine but with other stuff <laughs> right. that's in the theaters, right. you, you know, this is, is not a priority for anyone unless you're just a super fan and you right. just demand to go see it and yeah. have your hopes crushed no matter what. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's next week, what's but next week, next week uh, we will have something. Yeah, um, we'll see something. But we will probably have s- uh, some TV for a few weeks here yeah, right. and there too with uh, stuff that's coming out. We'll probably do... Yeah. Two or three shows a week or something yeah. for, yeah, I don't know, three weeks or a month or so as uh, stuff comes out. We'll just starting to heat up. We'll throw out you know really quick uh, reviews of some shows yeah. with the movie, and uh, you know I'm not actually sure what's next week, but I think like three things are coming. Yeah, out. I yeah. So we will uh, have to pick, but yeah. uh, cool. we've wasted enough of your time at this point. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, please, please share, rate us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.